Welcome in to Talking Lead, episode 106. Man, that intro music gives me chill bumps every time. I love it. The name of that band is Despite, if you guys want to check them out. I think they're like Swedish or... <laughs> but it sounds very Viking-esque. Yeah, they've, they've got some very good pump-you-up kind of music, you know, uh, like, like we like to listen to at the gym. Yeah, I think I might get some of it for my, for my iPod if I can ever figure out how to use it again. Yeah, and in case you guys don't recognize the voice, that's Spectre from the VSO Gun Channel. He joined us uh, episode 105. Welcome back, Spectre. Great to be here, man. Again, thank you for having me as uh, the guest host uh, this month. It's, uh, it's great. And real quick, I want to tell you, I was at yeah. an auction last week, all right, getting some stuff for the range, and I was wearing a Talking Lead shirt, and <laughs> somebody actually said, hey, nice shirt. I was like, hey, I'm guest hosting the show this week. So, yeah, and then I just walked out into the field and went and looked at equipment. That's yeah. cool. So it didn't yeah. get you a better deal on the auction or anything? No, no. It was just somebody there at the auction. Just yeah. eye candy, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. So that's probably going to be coming up in some videos. We'll get to see the uh, the new equipment. Maybe that's some stuff we're going to be using in the uh, AK torture test, huh? Uh, yeah, some of it should be there by then. Yeah, so this is, this is an, uh, a, key, a key piece of equipment. Yeah, so for those who didn't listen to episode 105 or haven't listened to it yet and you're cheating and listening to 106, uh, we dropped some some big news that VSO Gun Channel and Talking Lead, and there's going to be a couple other people, we're collabing together to do an AK torture test. And not just any AK torture test. This is going to be a very, how would you describe it, Spectre? If you don't, if you really like guns and you're the kind of person who like, like scrubs their gun and like really pays attention to like the scratches and dents on your guns and stuff like that, this is a video you probably should skip. I'm just going to put it (laughs) like that. All right. Because this might have an aneurysm on this. one. You like to keep your AK looking Gucci. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It, it might be disturbing to you. Yeah, so that's coming up in, what, September's what the, the date we set on that? Yep, and, we have some date. And the it. way that uh, it's going to be awesome is we need listener and subscriber participation. And the way that they can help us make this the most awesomest video torture test ever is we've got a little donation site set up, right, Spectre? Yeah, um, we have a Patreon account uh, over at Patreon. If you look for us, the the VSO Gun Channel over on Patreon, there's a medium for you to go ahead and uh, if you guys feel so compelled to uh, to help us out with some of the funding on this uh, this this test, you know, we can get some things into some more equipment into you know make it better and really take it to the next level. Um, right. we're really hoping to get some funding for some destructible cameras and stuff like that so that I can like <laughs> attach a GoPro to it. And well, I know, think what would be really, what really is going to be awesome is if we can get the funding for the, uh, the slow-mo camera and operator. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm really, really hoping for. I'm really hoping I had a conversation with somebody, uh, this week who is a, fr- a friend in the industry. They did give me a quote on it. Um, and it's going to be, uh, you know, they gave me a, a friends and family deal and it's still not going to be, you know, cheap guys. So, uh, we would really appreciate your, your help. A lot of people don't realize what some of those high speed cameras cost. I mean, oh my gosh, you, they're like, you, what, 
50, 60,000. If you buy Phantom, it's a $200,000 camera. Oh, yes. oh my God. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. It costs, it costs more to rent that thing a day than I make. Oh, um, my gosh. Yes. So you can see the need for the funding. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, so anything that you guys can, can help with on the Patreon account, please go there. A dollar, $5, I mean, it doesn't have to be much, but every little bit will help. We'll see. Yep. So uh, that's ongoing project. We'll keep you posted on that. But now let's let the gunny take it away with our Jack Wagon of the Week. Hey, Ralph, Semper do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week. So brace yourself, baby. So we, uh, we've got a couple of, of listener suggestions on Jack Wagons. Starship Benz says, how about the Ninth Circuit for all their lame and boneheaded decisions infringing on the Second Amendment? Uh, I, you know, I can't argue with that. But yeah, pretty much. The, the Ninth Circuit, for you people who don't know what we're talking about, it's the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. Is, it's a federal court appellate jurisdiction over the district courts in, oh, is it Alaska, Arizona, of course, California. Uh, no offense to you guys from California. We love you. We appreciate the support. Hawaii, Idaho, Montana, Nevada, Oregon, Eastern District of Washington, and Western District of Washington. So basically, the only place that is actually America there is Alaska. America. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Arizona. You got Arizona on there, too. Okay, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I forgot about that, but yeah. Yeah, that's a good That's a good uh, nomination. I like that nomination. Yeah, it, definitely a good nomination. And, you know, the, the dangerous thing about that sort of stuff, guys, is, yes, we are talking about uh, stuff that – mostly governs a lot of the cases that come out of the West coast, but it is a federal appellate court and it does have jurisdiction over federal matters. And we are talking about something that is going to determine whether these things make it to higher courts. And it does set precedence for the entire country. Uh, slippery slope. Yeah. guys. All right. So do you have anybody you want to, you want to throw on there this week? Let me do this first though. Uh, we got another suggestion from one of our uh, longtime porters and listeners, Dave Moore. And uh, Dave has actually started his own, and he's been doing it for a while, his own YouTube channels, I, Dave Moore. Uh, very entertaining guy, uh, very funny, and he's a guy that I'm planning on having on the show sometime soon, too. So Dave says, how about Donald Trump for being an anti-gun control, but pro-assault weapon ban, and for having a longer waiting period to purchase a firearm? Well, actually, there was a video I saw this week uh, that was published by somebody who attended the NRA annual meeting, and they actually had Donald cornered, and they had him, like, uh, asking him questions. He got in there, got a question asked. He asked him about muskets to printing press uh, correlation or uh, analogy, and then directly asked him if the Second Amendment covered uh, the AR-15, and his response was, quote-unquote, sure. Sure. Uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> so, like, sure. Sure. Whatever gets me elected. <laughs> yeah. So I, while I think it's a weak response, it is at least a positive response. So I don't know how relevant Donald Trump is when it comes to presidential politics at this point in time, but I don't know. I mean, that's something I'd like to hear our listener feedback on. So hit us up on uh, iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, let us know what you think about Donald Trump running for president. 
So what about this one? Uh, Matt Brestel, uh, and this is on Facebook. And Matt, if I messed up your last name, I'm sorry, brother. Uh, he's saying the, the D-bag senator from Georgia introducing the no guns in airport bill. I, I've not heard that about that yet. Wow, that's that's – I would be very surprised if I – well, first of all, I'm shocked that that got in, introduced in Georgia, mm-hmm. first of all. And I would be very shocked if it went through uh, yeah. because Georgia – you know, I have lots of friends down there in Georgia, and you guys do it right down there. Uh, I, I just, I would be very, very shocked to see a uh, such a, a nasty bill go through Georgia I, and survive. I can only assume that they're talking about no transportation of of gun. I mean, obviously, there's not going to be any firearms allowed in the airport itself, anyway. I, I guess that's what is that what he's talking about? I would have to do more research on it, but I can only assume. Again, like like you said, I can only assume. Uh, that it is because, I mean, come on, you can't just walk through. I mean, talk about ar- uh, arbitrary laws. The TSA is going to disarm you before you get through the terminal anyway. I think I found it. So I think he's talking about Congressman Hank Johnson, no loaded guns at airports. Okay, let me read let me, re- let me read this. Keeping loaded guns out of airports is the goal of bill announced Monday by Georgia Congressman Hank Johnson. Speaking on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives, Cab County Democrat said his bill is a response to an incident two weeks ago in Atlanta. That's when a man walked into Atlanta's Hatfield Jackson Airport with a loaded automatic weapon and a hundred round magazine. Mr. Speaker, actions like this, which follow shootings at airports in Los Angeles and Houston, undermine public security in the same way as yelling fire in a crowded theater, Johnson said. The Airport Security Act would require licensed gun owners who travel through the airport to carry firearms unloaded and in a locked case. It would also ban loaded weapons in areas that aren't behind security gates. Well, see, here's here's the here's the problem I, I see. Like, for instance, I go pick somebody up just because so this could extend to airport grounds. So okay. like, I guess I I concealed carry the other day when I picked my father up from the airport. He was on a business trip and my mother oh, I do, kind of I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Kind of left him. My mother kind of left him high and dry and made him fly home. Um, so he didn't have a car. So I had to pick him up. I picked him up. I was concealed carrying the whole time, but that could make that a crime. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's not okay. Yeah. Definitely not okay. Right. Yeah. And I, and I agree with that. So uh, we'll probably need to get more information on this and, it's probably an ongoing thing, but uh, yeah, definitely something to keep keep abreast and keep our eyes on. Certainly. Yeah. So here's our jack wagon of the week. Our buddy Aaron Cowan over at Sage Dynamics just recently put out a video. It's called Don't Eat Your Own. Basically what it's about is how people within the industry tend to pick on, uh, berate, over overly criticize. Throw, throw, they, the, and what a lot of people don't see is they, they see the stuff that's written online. They also don't see the industry insider stuff. There's yeah. a lot of cutthroat backstabbing, lots of nefarious activity that goes on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see. And right. it's very, very counterproductive. And when an I, example that, that Aaron uses, uh, and it's, it's a good example, uh, for instance, is someone's preference in what they carry. Maybe they've got a, you know, a tricked out Glock uh, that's been polished and they've got the trigger added and they've got the RMR sights on there. And, and then somebody else is just looking at the, you know, at the guns like, hey, man, that's overkill. Why, you know, why would you do that? Well, probably because, it, as Aaron points out in his video, 
Uh, it's because this guy actually trains, and there's a reason why he's done that stuff to his gun. Either it makes him faster, uh, it makes him more accurate, probably a combination of all those. But before you just automatically start, you know, berating someone and judging them on their gun, talk to them, ask, you know, ask why, you know, why'd you do that? And there's probably a good reason why they did it. But the video's great. I mean, you go to YouTube uh, at, uh, Sage, at Sage Dynamics, and, and Aaron's going to, you know, watch the video, and he'll go into more detail about it. I don't want to steal his content or his thunder, but I thought it was a very uh, good video, very tastefully done. So our jack wagon this week is going to be tied in with uh, the topic that Aaron was talking about in his video and the people that in our industry, how would you say? Uh, I would say that, that, you know, there's this group of people that break people down and undermine them in the interest of self-promotion or self-gratification because they think whatever their mindset is, is, is correct. And it really, if you look at the industry as a whole, you know, having been in it for a little while, it, we're very, very close-minded people when it comes right. to other people's preferences on guns. Uh, I've put out lots of videos on disliking the Glock platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other day, um, I even was on one of my buddy uh, buddy's uh, YouTube pages. He posted a video about what he carries, which is two Glock 19s. Uh, my buddy Jordan Winkler down at Tactical Response. And I left a lighthearted <laughs> comment saying he needs two Glock 19s because one of the it, that way 50-50 shot, you know, one of them will fail. He'll have a working gun. Yeah. Um, I was just with uh, Jordan earlier today. <laughs> oh, really? That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he and I are good friends also. Um, but, yeah, he gives me crap about 40 caliber. E- even that, you know, pe- people giving uh, other people crap about the caliber that they – you know, they use, you got these elitists out there that think because that's what they use and that's what, you know, they carry. Everybody should do that. Yeah. And instead of being open-minded, you, well, give me crap, you know, that's fine, but I'm still going to use a 40 caliber because I've not seen any scientific reason that it's not going to put somebody down when I shoot them with it. So oh, it will, uh, I guarantee you it will. No, but see there, there's a difference right there, guys. Um, You'll notice that in my comments that I mentioned to Jordan and my comments just now to left hand, it's that uh, it's lighthearted in nature. Like we're friends. We can bust each other, but there are people that are literally like they sit around and wring their hands and like really, oh, they'll, really they'll tear people you. up. They'll yeah, they'll, over and uh, this is a good example. Um, my arms dealer. Uh, for the longest time, the guy who's been transferring my guns and all that sort of stuff uh, for the longest time was a diehard Glock fan. He would he would fight you over Glock being <laughs> the best, best pistol in the world. Then I handed him a SIG one day. He has not shot his Glock since. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, well, because- you know, and that's the thing. And, and I think you, you hit the nail on the head is don't be close-minded. You know, be, be open-minded to new things. There's, there's more than, than one right way to do something. And not everybody's the same fit. So what fits you is not going to fit, you know, the guy next to you. So right. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron did a great job in his video. I just wanted to give him props uh, on that. Uh, don't want to spend much more time. Go, go watch his video, and uh, you guys will see what we're talking about. Don't eat your own Aaron Cowan at Sage Dynamics. Great video. Via so approved. So, um, 
Spectre, you know, last episode we talked about how uh, we were at SHOT Show together and we did a little interview. Uh, I don't think we actually got into, like, the origin of VSO, uh, you know, how you got involved with firearms, uh, you know, kind of your background, your history. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. Sure, man. Um, I've been around guns since I was a child. Um, actually, my, my father was uh, a military man. He's actually a disabled veteran. He was like the black sheep of the family. My the whole my mother's whole side of the family is all like anti-gun, like hardcore. So I grew up as like just the outcast from the family. You know, our whole side was like very gun gun oriented. You can walk into my parents' house and like open a drawer, and there's like four boxes of like half shot shells. Like the other day, I was like. We don't even, I was like, we don't even own a 380. Why do we have this caliber, you know, in this household? Ah, your brother used to carry a PPK and yada, yada, yada. So guns saturated my life when I was, when I was a child. Uh, I was given my first 22 when I was like four or five. By six, seven, and eight, I was out shooting squirrels by myself. Around that time, my parents were constructing a house on a huge farm that is now the, uh, now where we do all the stuff at VSO, I was told to go entertain myself, go hunt boy. You know, I was just, you know, <laughs> go fish, go hunt, go whatever. We're working on the house. I, and that's. Uh, get out of house. Um, Me and mama got something we need to do. <laughs> yeah. And I was the, I was the kid that grew up in the age of going to Walmart and dad clearing the shelf of the bricks of 22, you know, back when they were like five, six, eight, seven, eight dollars a, a brick of five fifty. Yeah, those were the days. Um, yeah, the good old days, you know. And I'd sit there and I'd shoot a whole box, man. You know, that was just the the way it was. And he actually gave me that first twenty two because I was I was had a pellet gun or a, a BB gun, and I was like the the BBs worked fast enough to hit the the pigeons before they flew off the barn roof. So I was like trying to game when they would, which way they would break so that the BB would hit them in time. And he's like, ah, it's time to step you up. I think a few calories. So. Um, I grew up doing that. It just really evolved from there. Uh, and then I went off to school. Uh, I went to, to university, you know, got my degree and I got really into the reloading, the shooting again as an adult. Now that I'm able to purchase all this stuff by myself and just started getting really into it. And really what really launched VSO is my brother was getting ready to go away for the military at the time. And I was, you know, home visiting and we were just sitting around watching YouTube and we're like, man, the kind of stuff that we're seeing on YouTube, like we're way funnier than these guys. Like we can do <laughs> like everybody, the, everybody always thinks they can do better, right? <laughs> well, we, well, we were looking at it and we're like, we don't need to produce like super serious content or any of this like crazy stuff that's going on over here. If we just do our own thing, like our, like we were literally looking at it and we weren't trying to be facetious or, or vain or anything and said, right. we are actually way more interesting than these people. And at so we, at least to us, right? Yeah. So what we decided to do is we started putting together a group of people that were very diverse. So, uh, like I said, I went to, I went to college. I, uh, went to uh, school for biological sciences and chemistry of all things. Um, and actually one of the, my favorite jobs when I got out was I was actually a research and development contractor for a firm, uh, for a, a department of defense firm that actually 
mood lights as a really like we do so much good stuff for the world sort of thing. So, um, so that was a really fun gig and that's about the time that VSO started to heat up, if you will. Uh, and I've been doing this kind of since just kind of took it over and, uh, just been doing it for like six years now, haven't you? Yeah. Something like that. So, you know, we're sitting somewhere around the 60 thousand subscriber mark at this point in time, but we're very diverse in the type of content that we produce. Hmm. And that's our big thing is we want to be as broad as we can, but still stay in our lane. Like we, we want to do. I don't think, I don't think your brother, your brother could get any broader. He's, he's, he's as broad as a barn right now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that joker was, is huge, man. He is a big dude. And you know, that's what happens when uh when he uh he's a so he's also a tall person. As far as like uh na- he's in the navy and navy regs, you know, it, for his height, he would have to if he wanted to pass navy regs, he'd have to weigh like 200 and some pounds or something like that. Dude, some low something in the low 200s. Like the kid weighs in at like 260 right now. All right. He would be complete skin and bones if he did that. So what a lot of people don't realize is that they have a tape test and they tape your neck neck and you, they tape your waist. That's how you get your body fat percentage. So his way to pass the Navy regs and not be on the fat kid program the entire time was to have the biggest traps that you could possibly get. So they wrap the tape around your neck and they're like, Oh, he has to have like a 70 inch waist to fail. Flexes his neck. Yeah, man. He's not fat by any means. I mean, he's just, he's just beefy and his arms are like tree trunks. Anyway, enough about him. (laughs) Yeah. Well, real quick story about that. We, we were sitting in a bar one time and we had a guy actually come up and ask if he could pretend to arm wrestle him for a photo. Uh, (laughs) That's funny. That's right when he started his sleeve. He has a he has a Ragnarok on his uh, on his left bicep that wraps all the way around. So the sleeve makes it look even bigger. And he actually, for the longest time, actually hid it from my mother because she was like really really anti tattoo. Oh my god! Uh, right before he was getting ready to deploy one day, he just walks in like shirtless, and she's her eyes get real big, and she's like, "When did you get a tattoo?" And he's like, "I've had it for a while. What are you gonna do? Be mad at me? I'm leaving for nine months." And <laughs> it's like. Going to war, mom. You're going to be mad at me? Yeah, pretty much. That's how we sprung it. <laughs> Throw his Trump, like, Trump card out there. <laughs> but as far as uh, to get back to the topic, uh, so we, we tend to get off topic here from time to time. So, no well, you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. It's the nature of the show. <laughs> yeah. So I forget where we, where we left off in the in the in the lineage of BSO, but we. Well, you were like you're you're in it at six years now, and uh, uh, yeah. So what, what we've done is we we kind of went after getting a broad spectrum of people. So like I was saying before, I'm a, I'm like the scientist that has had some testing and an evaluation experience with a few major programs. So you bring uh, the scientific method into your, I bring the scientific side of things. Um, obviously my brother's our military person. We have a, a law enforcement individual. Uh, we have another law enforcement person that actually like, plays in the background. He doesn't like to be on camera very much, but he's like a, an advisor behind um, the scenes advisor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have another scientist that's actually a material scientist kind of guy. Uh, that's the wombat. And then Fidelis is our actual mechanical engineer bringing all those sort of things together. You know, we can produce a lot of, a lot of 
broad perspectives on various guns that come in. So right. when you watch a VSO review, that gun comes in and it gets my perspective, it gets Dog's perspective, it gets Fidelis, my brother, all these all these different people who have different takes on things, different experience levels, that sort of stuff. Recently, we've been adding a few other guys to the, to the roster. Um, our arms dealer is now playing a much larger role. He actually teaches CCW uh, a lot. So he's got like kind of the training. It, we all, we have a director of training dog actually handles that, but our arms dealer that's in with us now, he is bringing some of the training elements that he teaches in his classes and we're kind of ref- helping him refine it so that he can produce a better quality class. Um, that sort of thing. And then uh, we're bringing in some of our other friends. They're like big bore rifle centered that, uh, you know, we'd like to start doing a little bit more of that because we have some guys that reload like all day long. They go to work, they come home, they reload and they go shoot on the weekends. That's what they do. (laughs) You know, you guys guys are expanding the family a little bit, expand the family a little bit. So cool. Back to our, like our goal our goal is to really produce the broadest um, perspective content that, that there is. And one of the things that we do is, uh, is really go out and beat the shit out of firearms and test them. So you'll see a lot of guys that'll get a T and E gun in from a company or something like that. And they'll look it over once or twice, you know, shoot a couple hundred rounds through it and then render a review on it. Um, I've had the Sentry Arms C39 V2 rifle that I just dropped a review on last week uh, over on our Carbon TV channel. That thing's been here for three months. The finish is gone, okay? (laughs) (laughs) On purpose. (laughs) Now, you you just did a review on uh, your AR that you've had for, what, six? How long have you had that thing? Six years or something? Yep. Yep, six years. Uh, I built that thing. Extensive testing on that one. Yeah, and what really happened with that one is that one kind of slipped through the cracks. To tell you the truth, Um, I've been I've been using that rifle off and on uh, for various things across the channel since before the channel actually was founded. I built Mm -hmm. that rifle in my in my house, the house that I was living in, right before Obama got elected. In like 2009, I'm like finishing up my, my, my core requirements for my degree. And I'm like putting parts together without tools in my, in my, uh, in my room and shit like that. I'm not allowed to cuss on this thing. Am I? I can, I can bleep it. That's cool. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah, I've noticed that before, but yes. say, um, say the f- whatever you want, dude. <laughs> all right. So, but it, That one, like I said, actually slipped through the cracks and a viewer brought it to my attention. Like, Hey, You've been using that video, that gun for forever. I have no idea what it is, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, crap. You know what? You're right. <laughs> I have so it. as an actual viewer brought it to your attention, you're like, yeah. It's like kind of one of those things you have it so long, you're, you intend to do it, but then it just, other things comes up and another project comes up. and Yeah, that's how it works. And that, that gun has actually been through a couple barrel changes already even. So, has it really? Yeah, I burnt some barrels out of it big time. The first barrel that we took off, we were using that steel ammo, man. That'll just shorten the life of your, your barrel. Oh, that, that <laughs> gun was not shortened. It's barrel. Life. That the barrel life was far extinguished on that thing. That was way overused. We noticed yeah. it. We were doing a drill and we actually had to shoot, shoot past the barrier where we would be on the second and third stages. The bullets had to kind of pass pat, uh, along the plane of that barrier before we move to it so we were going to move to it shooting a target that's tangential to that 
to that barrier, move to that barrier, and then shoot some more targets. And I was shooting this this target, and the rounds were keyholing so bad that they were cutting that barrier as they went by. <laughs> yeah, we're talking like a good 20 or 30 degrees of deviation when the rounds are coming out of that barrel. A good sign like, you might need to change your barrel if. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Um, when you come up here for the test, I'm going to bring the barrel so that you can see it. Oh, you I have it? it. Yeah, I kept it. It's it's cool. on my shelf downstairs. I want you to see it, and it looks like a mirror down right there. On. Yeah, there's no <laughs> rifling left. It's like the lasso. Yeah, it's nice. Cool, cool. Well, good, man. I mean that that's a that's a great story for our listeners, especially the people that are just getting into uh, maybe their own YouTube channel or their own podcast. Um, you know, like you said, you guys have been doing this for six years, and each each year you're gradually experiencing more and more success with your channel and you know congratulations with that man i i appreciate that and you know what, what's really rewarding about it isn't the mile markers within the within the subscriber like sixty thousand this or this many million views on this that that isn't really what it is it's the viewer interface uh that i get you know from you got from viewers right. um, i was I was contacted uh, uh, last week by a young man who was, you know, trying to build a, trying to build a rifle up. And, you know, he was asking, you know, what kind of mistakes I had made. He was very, sounded very, very educated on the subject, but he wanted somebody who had been, been there, done that. Um, yeah. Might've been he, at a, at a little stumbling block and you were able to get him over that stumbling block. And this is the story that I tell most that completely validated everything that I've done with VSO. I, I invited, it was the first time our, that dog came out with us, our, our director of training, law enforcement officer. He had a Phobos at the time and he goes to draw it on a transition drill and he literally cannot get his duty weapon out of the holster. Mm. In a stressful situation, he could not get the turn and twist correct to get his duty gun out of the holster. This is how he's carrying his gun off duty. How many times in the news do we hear about an off duty police officer draws his gun to do X, Y, Z. This guy comes out shooting with us. And within the first 20 minutes has identified a piece of gear on his kit that is no longer, that should no longer be there. He, that focus was thrown over the hill and has never returned. I'm sure it was probably hit by the hay machine a couple times. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he's never gone back. And, I like to think that that decision to our, that, that experience influenced his gear making decisions moving forward to the point where he really evaluated the gear that he was buying, not solely based on whatever, what the marketing hype was or the price, but mm-hmm. on its functionality. And uh, I've since seen him no doubt. No doubt. make major decisions on gear that have been in the correct direction, or at least were founded in some kind of logic moving forward. Everything that I've hoped to accomplish with VSO was validated uh, by that one instance. I take this gear testing thing very seriously. Not only was it my job at one point in time, literal literal day job to do that sort of thing. When I'm getting an email or a message from a from a service from a service member in the field or who is going to go to the field, I know that I'm being held accountable for the decisions that I put out there on the internet. So it's important that my, that everything that we put out there is correct, or at least the correct to the best of our ability for those guys who are making those life and death decisions. So let's get into the, uh, 
2015 SHOT Show interview that you and I did together, and uh, we talked about some wild stuff. Uh, our sponsor for that was the Artificial Shoulder Pocket. We both have some extensive experience with that, and we talk about that. At the time, there was the big um, SIG brace debacle with BTAF coming back out with another opinion letter. Here it is. You guys check this out, and uh, we'll be right back with a little bit more. All right, guys. Welcome back to the 100th episode of Talking Lead. We are at the 2015 SHOT Show, and we're sponsored by the Artificial Shoulder Pocket, ASP. Go to ASP.co and check those guys out. And our next guest actually has some pretty awesome videos of the Artificial Shoulder Pocket on uh, his YouTube channel. We've got Spectre from Vigilant Spectre Ops. What's up, brother? Hey, man. Great to be here. Uh, Yes, we do have some videos of the... uh of the ASP, that thing is fantastic. I love it. Yeah, we, yeah. We get a, we had an opportunity to go out with you. That's right. Uh, down to Asymmetric Technologies and uh, old Lefty yeah. made a guest appearance or two. Yeah, we had a great time. <laughs> Shot a whole crap ton of ammo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we did. Uh, by the end of the day, uh, we were totally ready to uh, not turn those ASPs back in. That's for sure. I was totally. <laughs> oh, you turned yours in? Oh no. <laughs> No, I totally walked out, walked uh, off with it. But uh, I did. No, no, they gave it to me for uh, testing and evaluation purposes. Oh, okay, for, so, okay. So I could like, you know, yeah. figure out ways to make it better, fix I, it. I actually did walk off with their ASP. Well, but did they? But I did it inadvertently. Oh, you did it inadvertently. Well, they yeah. actually gave me because it, it was like the exact same color as my carrier, the Cowdy Brown. Oh, nice. And you know, when we left, it was like getting pretty damn dark. It was, dark. you know. So, and we were all just huffing to get out of there. So, well, we were actually to tell the tell everybody about it, and we were actually like playing around with the idea of like low light, no light shooting. Yeah. And I, and I was like, Ugh, I'm too tired. Yeah. <laughs> but, it was a long day. Yeah, it was. But it was fun as. It was. It was super fun. Had a blast. Yeah, and then I tried to shoulder your monstrosity of a <laughs> three hundred blackout. Yeah, that thing's so heavy, and I, and I like had <laughs> been running around with ASP all day, and then shoulder that sucker yeah and it's like oh i want it back but when you shoulder it with the asp man it's just like there's no weight there oh yeah we yeah. were shooting uh it negates it oh yeah we were shooting alex's ar-10 while we were out oh there. yeah yeah and it, heavy. that was that's like that's gotta be at least three four pounds heavier than my oh, yeah. 300 blackout was. and it had heavy optics on it too yeah so i mean it was definitely it was redonkulous yeah it was but it was yeah it's a great product we've been we've been testing and evaluating it for since that day really yeah and we had actually seen the video because they're in our area they're located in columbus ohio yeah and uh we had seen the video prior to them coming out with it and then we were at an event and they actually fingered us and oh no i don't know if i should use rewind yeah. <laughs> they fingered uh, you <laughs> no i mean they they picked, they picked us you out of the crowd picked us out of the crowd <laughs> and uh they uh they asked us if we would try it out and you know obviously at that event it was like super loud you were there too and uh we couldn't like get any reliable footage of it so we yeah we got some pretty good you're talking about the the georgia event yeah the georgia yeah. event all right vet 888 youtube yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah yep i mean it was that was a great event too eric and them put on an oh, absolutely yeah. awesome yeah event it was like the second year and it was like double more than double the size and Double the fun. <laughs> I'm not going to give any details away, but I know that they have big plans for next year. So if you, oh, there's no if, doubt. If you love watching like that sort of stuff, like the candid behind the si- behind the scenes YouTube stuff, just wait for that thing to come out. Yeah. I know there's some heavy weapons coming out for next year, and no doubt they're trying to one up every year. So. One up every year. I do believe there'll be some aerial displays, perhaps even. Yeah, we'll see. You know, cool. What kind of connections can be hooked up? I'm not an official spokesperson of. Uh, 
88 Industries. Uh, 88, 88. However many 88s there are in, you know. But we are currently at the 2015 SHOT Show. Yes. Sir. So let's talk about that. That's what everybody wants to hear about right now. Right, right, exactly. So, so, so give me your give me your take on the show this year. The show this year, I mean, I've seen a couple cool things. Um, mm-hmm. Not overwhelmed with a bunch not, of new stuff. Not you know? overwhelmed with yeah. a bunch of new stuff. Now, I do have to ask, the H&K gun, mm-hmm. why, why did it get gun of the year or hang the, of the year or the whatever? The VP9? Yeah, the VP9. Uh, like, I, I checked it the, out. The Walther P... PP P ninety nine PP nine yeah, pretty much. I mean, just a remake of a Walter gun. Like I just, I was like, I, wow. I don't know. Really reinventing the wheel there, guys. I mean, who's is, you know, why do people win the Heisman Trophy? You know, uh, it's I, it's popularity thing, dude. Yeah, I suppose, but like, it's a you, good gun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it it's, is. It's a nice shooting gun. Yes, but gun of the year. I mean, is is this year been that dry with new? Well, I mean, there are. All, I thought non innovative products, right? But I think there were other like. Um, I think there are other guns that came out, or at least came to market. They were like. They, I think they outshine the VP9, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, like for Did, instance, if you was look this, at was this when they released the Glock, um, the three eighty? No, that was last year. Was that last year? Okay, yeah, I yeah. was going to say because that you know. That was that was pretty groundbreaking, especially for yeah. for Glock. You know, everybody knows I'm a real big critic of Glocks, and I thought it was actually, you know, after shooting it a lot, I mm-hmm. thought that it is actually a pretty decent pistol. Yeah, you know, several of my friends carry it. It's a, it's a small pistol. Yeah. It fills a very very good role. It fills role. a void for the Glock it does. community. You yeah, know? it does. I mean, and that's the biggest problem I've had with Glock in general is there's no reason a pistol should be in that kind of dimension that's mm-hmm. that you know i mean it's nine nine by 19 right you know i mean i suppose the 45 cal version could be that big but i mean but i i, dig, I digress quit I think digressing that, man I, I think that you can't digress on talking lead okay <laughs> <laughs> it's not allowed <laughs> okay no Push more digress. um so the uh I, I think that probably a better product for pistol of the year would have been like the IWI micro Uzi that they mm-hmm. brought in. So everybody who doesn't know a lot about Uzis is they actually had to completely redesign that gun because it's fires off of an open bolt. Mm-hmm. Machi- it's an open bolt machine gun. That's how it's designed. Right. So they basically had to completely turn it from a submachine gun to a pistol. First of all, which is, you know, anybody who's limp, limp wrist is a Glock that already generates problems. Right. And then they changed the firing mechanism so that it doesn't fire when the bolt drops. So it's actually, it's a, now they completely redesigned it. It's no longer an open bolt machine gun. It is a closed bolt pistol. Closed bolt pistol. So if you look at that compared to the H&K VP9, you're like... So is it, is it actually a pistol? It's actually a pistol. So it's categorized as a pistol then? Yes, it is categorized okay. as a pistol. But it, it, can, it could take a, a stock. It could take a stock. So then it would re, be recategorized according to... The crazy, yes, NFA um, as a SBR. Yes, it would at that point. At that point. Now the other thing is, if because you're going to go that, your shoulder. Yes, and okay. we're going to get to that. In yeah, a yeah, yeah. So we're we're building to up to something here. Yeah, we're building up to something. But the other thing that's neat about that is that pistol in particular um, has been set up so that you can buy it as a pistol and then SBR it later. Yeah, and you can tell that they did it on purpose because it has a forward rail. Mm. That you can attach a forward grip, like it's and it's like comes right even with the barrel. Okay. So it is, it is designed as a pistol, 
but it's also designed but to morph into an SBR. It could, yeah, it could turn into something yeah. down the road. So if you want to buy it as a pistol and then submit your Form 1, or which is what you would have whatever to do. form that is. Yeah. 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 Pay yeah. your $200 and wait your year, however yeah. long it takes. Which is really the issue that I think has really sucked the life out of SHOT Show this year. Uh, for those of you who don't know, a few days before SHOT Show, yeah. I actually published the first video on this. Like As soon as I found out, I found out like three hours after the 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 uh it had been building up for about a month two months before i mean just little things here and there and it just started snowballing yes they did and what did happen what for those of you don't know the atf basically said that yeah that's a no-no do not shoulder anymore because now we're going to say that the but but, but tell them what we're talking about Hmm? tell them what we're talking about oh the sig the sig brace yeah the sig yeah, tack brace. Yeah, the sig tack brace. Yeah, so that um, that brace that goes on your your AR pistol, the buffer tube, that you know you can strap to your forearm. Designed to be strapped to your designed, forearm. Designed, you know, it was designed intended, you know, to give you stability while shooting it with one hand. Right, and you know there are lots of justifications for that. Like the big one that I heard was like wounded vets, mm-hmm. you know, disabled vets that have hard time, and uh, and my girlfriend can't hold an air 15 pistol with one hand out like that sure. so, so it helps her shoot it with one hand yeah totally it's a it's a marvelous product if used as intended yeah but a lot of people in, have been using it as a uh, means to shoulder yeah the which uh, is which is you know it's kind of a natural thing yeah you know it's it, it still gives you the stability and to, to be able to shoot it yes it does you know, comfortably easily uh, more fluidly and the ATFs has basically said that that action reclassifies the weapon system from the, a pistol, which they've gone back from what they originally said and said no, you know, this, just because somebody does that doesn't, you know, doesn't change the design and what what the product is is for. Right. But now they're going back on that and saying that your actions reclassify the firearm now. Right. Sig Tac when they when you buy the brace actually, or at least when I bought the brace yeah distributes a letter with well, it. when i got mine it had that letter that yeah. said this is approved by the atf you know keep that with you in case they have any questions you can show it to them blah 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 good to go like, right Great. thanks and perfect i was using it as i understood the laws at the time which yeah. was that it was cool yeah, so absolutely you know and i think and a lot of people did i i don't know what the official numbers on the sales of those things are that's through the roof it, it, hundreds of thousands if oh, not millions yeah. of them Probably millions have been sold, and now you've got you basically are telling. Now they've changed the rules, and they're saying that if you shoulder it, then you've changed the use of the firearm or the product, mm-hmm. uh, and it turns the classification of that firearm into a SBR now. Right, and if you haven't paid your filled out your form one, and you're and, caught shouldering it, and paid your tax, you are now yeah. a felon. But as long as you keep it on. Your forearm and use it as uh, a brace, I guess, or a forearm brace. It's still a brace. It is. Then you're a felon. Right. Now, or no, wait. If you use it as a, then it's just, it's still a pistol. It's still a pistol. But yeah. if if for any reason it goes up, you know, touches that shoulder, and where's the shoulder start and end? Exactly. So like, how are they gonna how are they gonna classify that? Because I I can tell you right now with it on my with it on my arm, I can quote-unquote, shoulder it to my bicep right? and, and 
Well, that, is that people considered? have different girths, you know, yeah. and it's gonna. So, yeah, yeah it's just it's, this is an enigma. Yes, <laughs> it's it's turned into an enigma because people kept writing these guys' letters, opinion. Give me your opinion. Well, you do enough and badger them, they're just gonna, you know, they're gonna get pissed off and they're gonna say, "Fine, don't do it." <laughs> and that's how we let kinda... it go. You know, we tried to make it cool, but you guys keep pushing the issue, and somebody pushed him too far, and now they've gone. And said, "Oh, I guess you're right. I guess you don't need to do that." So I, when I when I read the text of the letter, I read between the lines a little bit, and that's exactly what I get. And I get the what I read from it is, "Shut up." We've heard enough. Yes, yeah, enough is enough. Yes, yeah, you've pushed us to the limit. Now we're going to have to do something you don't want. Obviously, right. and yeah. the whole the whole problem going to be unpopular. Yeah, the whole the whole problem with that is. People are seeking clarification. Are you sure this is okay? Are you sure this is okay? They said it was okay, yeah. and the because poor... they couldn't believe it. They're like, "You really? I can do this?" Yeah, it, it's you guys have to remember the intent is everything yeah. with with all that with all that legal jargon and everything. It's intent has everything to do with it. If you are intending to to construct that weapon to get around to a be tax, shoulder fired, yeah, to get around a tax for an for an SBR, we all know the tax evasion is illegal. You know, I mean, like, come on, guys. That's just common sense. Yeah. But did you have to take it to that level? Yeah. No. And ruin it. For and I've everybody. I've actually gotten a lot of heat over our initial video that that because of the title, the way I titled the video. Yeah. Um, it was kind of unpopular. You know, now that it's been, you know, I've gotten a lot of backlash off of it for like, yeah, you're the reason this happened. I was like, I'm a small fry, bro. Like, <laughs> and this was happening way before I got involved. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't get involved till late in the game. Yeah. I'm just addressing the elephant that's in the room, mm-hmm. giving your opinion, you know, and that's, that's what it's about. Now that's why we're here. Everybody's got different opinions and everybody talk like we're doing. You got to talk it out. You do. You know, we talk it out and eventually we're going to come up with a solution for this. Right. But I do think, I do think guys, I, I will caution you. I do think that they're serious about this, this time, because like, uh, we were at the, we were at the range day and I'm yeah, not going to media day at shot show media day at shot show. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to reveal who, who, whose booth this was at or, you know, who produced what or what there was, was going a, on. There was a sick brace out there. There was a, it wasn't a SIG brace. It was actually a brace. Oh, it wasn't. It oh, was okay. not a SIG brace, but it was a brace that was made in collusion, or collusion, that's bad, collaboration with SIGTAC. Stop. Collaborate and listen. Yes, <laughs> yes. But there was, there was a there similar was a product bra- out there. there. And yeah. the, there were... I'm There's not rumors gonna, that the ATF... I, not rumors, confirmed... Confirmed yeah. by. We're going to say rumors on this. Okay, show. we're going to say rumors. We'll use the word rumors, but that they there were actual photograph photographs taken by ATF agents of people using the Sig brace or the Sig like brace uh-huh. improperly. And its manufacturers, uh, they weren't using it in the manufacturer's inter- intended purpose. Correct. We'll say it that way. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, SHOT Show's going to be over here at the end of the week, so next week there might be something that comes out about it, and we'll, or maybe there will nothing will come of it. Maybe they're going to say, you know what, big deal, you know, maybe. so what? But I, I think they it. probably did it on purpose. There's, I think you know the what we saw of- this whole thing? Hmm. Is that if they would just say SBRs are okay. What's wrong with an SBR I don't to begin understand. with? Why do, you, why do we need to pay a tax on it? You're telling me, actually, if you look at an why SBR... Why do we need to pay a tax on an SBR? I don't understand. What's the purpose? 
You're telling me that my barrel being 15 inches versus 16 inches makes that weapon that much more lethal? More Actually, lethal. if you look at it, if you're if you're really looking at the super short guns, like the seven in, seven and a half inch barrels or something like that on the on the AR-15, you're, they're actually less effective because or less lethal because of the the round is losing energy. Yeah, but still, I mean, but I mean, if you want to get minuscule, super, yeah. if you want to get super technical, yeah, I it, mean, it's minuscule. But the point is, is what's what's the point? What are they trying to accomplish? Because it's concealable. It's more concealable. Well, it's more concealable without that as an as an AR pistol. Right. So why not put more? You know, fill up that real estate to make it more visible. So they should they should be like, hey, we'll give you a discount if you put a you know a stock on that thing. Well, uh, yeah. I don't I don't like the NFA at all, period. But like I'm I'm kind of like the extreme on that thing. I think you should be able to go down the street and buy whatever you want. Sure. Like if you want a rocket launcher, sure. You should have access to these things. Now that's an extreme point of view. But uh you know, the NFA definitely I don't believe in regulation of machine guns. I don't believe in regulation. Well, the whole purpose is to is to try to cut down on, you know, people wanting to to own and purchase firearms it makes it a hassle it is you know it adds more money to it so it's more cost so it makes people think twice it's like oh, do i really want no i guess i won't and i guarantee you that's you know that's the the sole driving force and why the sales of these things went up so high was like oh here it is you know here's my solution and and obviously people mis misused it and abused it and you know now we're all gonna i i think it has a as an additive, additive to that is, uh, I mean, think about the amount of money lost due to people doing that instead of the SBR the form SBR. one, form four. Or well, whatever. but that's that's what I'm saying. It's it's a useless. They don't need SBRs. Don't need to be. Uh, you know, there doesn't need to be a tax stamp on it. You don't need to go through an extra step to do it. It, it just shouldn't. And that's that's what we need to focus on. We don't need to focus on the SIG braid. We need to focus on you know the stupid law that that makes it illegal to have the SBR without it being I think, registered and, and tax stamped. I think it's that's what we need to be fighting. Yeah, exactly. We need to be fighting that sort of stuff. And I, I think if, it's it's completely asinine if you look at it that something being shorter, the, a barrel being shorter, is in the same category as a gun that is full auto yeah. or. A grenade launcher. Yeah. All right. I can sort of see an argument, even though I don't believe in it. I can sort of see an argument for people to not have an RPG. Okay. I, I suppose. Well, yeah. I can I can see that. I suppose. I, I, you know, but I, I, what if I really? It's wanted, more arguable than than a than a SBR. Right. You know. But what if I have like a bunch of hogs that I want to take out all at once? You know, like wild boar or something like that. You know. I mean, what's, an RPG is a wonderful, an weapon. effective way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> we're talking about blowing up hogs. That's great. Did um, you see the video on YouTube where the dude took like... Yes, Tannerite? Yeah, yeah, he took like... I don't even know how much Tannerite <laughs> was. But I wish we had thought about that like back in the day. We used to have a huge wild boar problem on our on the family farm. And uh, it, for those of you who haven't seen it, they take like all this Tannerite and they bury it. And then they put a bunch of corn on top of it. So all the... They like, a bunch of wild hogs that, that come and start feeding on it. And then they shoot it and then just... Just bacon there's everywhere. There's like twenty of them that yeah. just go over and there's there's all of a sudden there's twenty and then there's nothing. Yes, <laughs> they're gone. It's like sausage and them. sausage and ham everywhere. It's hilarious. Yes, it is one of the. It will make your day if you're having a bad day. Just Google Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yes. Now I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I want to get back to to the uh, SBR and you know people are redesigning these firearms. Especially we're seeing more and more bullpup 
designs. Mm-hmm. And what's the bullpup do? It it brings it in. It makes it a more compact firearm. Yet it's still you know the the 16 inch on the barrels. And if you look at those, I mean, and put it up to an to a, an AR pistol or an SBR. I mean, you're talking very similar links there. Oh yeah. And you if know? you so what's what's the difference? Like for instance, if you take the the the, the standard Tavor even has an 18 inch barrel so it's even more lethal if you think about it as right. far as like long range capabilities but the length of, the overall length of it because they've redesigned it they've pulled the barrel in mm-hmm. you know you're still getting the ballistic uh um effects of an of an 18 inch barrel yes and but i think that you're getting the benefit of it being a lot shorter more compact very firearm yeah. i think the proliferation of uh bullpup designs has Further made the uh, the it's, whole NFA thing it's as far as as threw more mud into the water. Right? Well, not only that, I think it's made it even more irrelevant. Yeah. Like, well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that, it goes to the to to our point that we're trying to make is that what's the point in taxing these SBRs? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. At at this point in time, uh, definitely completely frivolous. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can get shorter gun. I mean, even the Scorpion thing that came out this yeah, year yeah uh, i mean it's Which the same cool. gun it's the same gun it just it doesn't yet. have a stock on it all yeah. right but it's, you can add one to it too yeah you know you can add one to it too yeah same thing it doesn't it's still the exact same gun will still do the exact same amount of of performance we'll whether it's got performance with whether it's got a stock, whether it's got on, a it stock or on it or not that bullet is going to do the exact same thing when it exits that barrel yeah whether it's got a broomstick behind it or not Yes, <laughs> it could have a teddy bear on it for all it matters. It, it could, yeah. You could you could dangle your favorite air freshener back there, but yeah, it's not going to make a. <laughs> it's not going to change it. Yeah. No. All but, right, so we beat that horse. Yes, um, we did. Let's let's talk about you guys, Vigilant Specter Ops. Tell tell our listeners about you guys. You guys have a, a kick ass YouTube channel. Yeah, so we do like a, a bunch of different things. Uh, we're very deep in the amount of stuff that we do but we basically center around guns gear and training so we'll travel to various places and do like actual videos for training courses but then the the bulk of our content is actually filmed at our own range right it's a 360 degree 400 acre facility which makes it convenient very convenient there's no no worry about any cops the neighbors really don't like it very much yeah uh they're they say it's not very neighborly, and we say, America. <laughs> we say, America, <laughs> come and take them, baby. Yeah, but um, yeah, we. Uh, so, how did you guys get started? We well, we had actually watched a lot of YouTube, and we're like, wow, they're kind of not so interesting. I bet you we can uh, we can do better. better <laughs> we can do us. better than them. Yeah, and at that time, you know, YouTube wasn't a big thing in the gun industry, so like, it was just for fun. And yeah. I, mean, I think we started the channel like five years ago, and it was just messing around. Just doing funny stuff, maybe even making fun of the guys that were like semi-established at the time, right? You know, be like, "Hey, yeah, we can do this do too," and we can like actually be funny, and we yeah. don't sound like an old man, you know, sitting there yeah. talking at a microphone. But we'll yeah. actually give you the correct way to do it, or show you the 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 real use of this weapon. Or yeah. yeah. So I mean, we have a we, the the big thing that sets us apart is not only all that stuff, but we are a team. You know, we I'm. The owner. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually a scientist by trade. A uh, scientist? Yeah. We have another scientist in the Did group. Did I call you doctor? 
No, don't call me that, Doctor Specter. No, <laughs> but my uh, one of one of my Bond, other buddies, James Bond. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> one of my other buddies is also a scientist. We have an engineer, uh, a cop, and uh, my brother is actually in the United States Navy. He's yeah. currently active. Your brother's a freaking anchor, dude. He is a very. They large use human. him as an anchor, don't they? They probably do. <laughs> he's Some, huge. I sometimes I think he's he doubles as a bosun's mate, but he's yeah he's he's not at all. Um, <laughs> He benches well into the 400s. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, With one arm. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a big old boy. It's really nice, though, because like I shoot my mouth off a lot, if you can imagine that. <laughs> and it, I, it writes a so you just got to remember when he's with you and when he's not with you. Yeah, pretty yeah, much, because yeah. my ass writes so many Well, now, you're a big boy, play. too, so you can, you can handle yourself. Right, I can. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I, I admit, but like there are lots of checks that I write that I, I can't pay. Yeah. You know, and it's nice to have him around from time to time. I did that growing up, too. I had two older brothers, so, yeah. I, yep. I think we get that, that the sense of security when they're around, you know, and get a we little do. more cocky than we need to. <laughs> yeah, we actually we hated each other growing up, and, and now we're like best friends. Yeah, he was here at Shot Show with us for a little while, but yeah, we hung out. We uh, got to go out to Nellis, and yeah, uh, we got to do you and I got to do some secret squirrel kind yeah, of stuff, super secret stuff that yeah. nobody can talk about. That's right. We we'll get to talk about a couple of it. Yeah, they only let us film like one or two videos. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get to get the cool stuff. Yeah, that's okay though. Yeah, there's reasons why we got to see it though. Yeah, we got to see it. There's reasons why. And uh, I'm sure that anybody who's wor- who's been in the military or been around the yeah we the understand field. why and we're cool with it. Yeah, but, I mean just the fact that we got you know to be a part of that was yeah. amazing, and we're you know very thankful for that. Yeah, I think that we're I I, I can speak for you know the situation. And say I think we're both guys who just like to know things. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's our own natural curiosity and that trip was just to know that stuff exists oh yeah that it, that it was like a total mind blow yeah and a big thanks to um the artificial shoulder pocket guys alex yeah. and uh, brian for for setting that up yeah they did hook us up on that yeah uh, that was awesome definitely a great connection to have with those guys i don't endorse product we, we never endorse products that we that we don't use mm-hmm. and uh and can actually survive us yeah um actually the, yeah, one you guys of the, put you put your stuff through some rigorous Torture test. We do. There's no doubt. We did the uh, we did a torture test for Faxon uh, a few weeks ago. They actually they you need actually, to introduce me to that guy by the way. Oh yeah, we, yeah. We do. We do. Yeah. Uh, he's downstairs. I think. I oh, know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, we need yeah. to go do that. Uh, but like, they sent us a rifle and they basically said, "Do it up. See what it, see what it can handle." So um, we're just as a preview for everybody who hasn't been following the comment section of that video. Um, just heads up. We are going to be doing an official Daniel Defense test for the ARAC 21 platform. Right on. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is I don't have a helicopter. Um, <laughs> and I said I told Faxon this problem, and they're like, oh. Is that all? We can fix that. Yeah. And I said, well, I have an airplane. It goes a lot faster than a helicopter. But, I mean, if you look at the Daniel Defense test, they, were only, they weren't that far off the ground, and they did drop the rifle onto... Uh, soft ground, mm-hmm. and Faxon has actually actually asked us to make sure that there is concrete underneath of the okay. space that we're dropping it off of. There you go. So um, they're very confident in their product. And the other thing about Faxon that's been really neat about that video is they directly interfaced with the viewership. They were in the comment section talking technical speak and all that sort of stuff with the viewers who had questions and uh, concerns about uh, the performance. We didn't edit that. The only thing we edited that video for was time. Right. We took it out for an entire 
entire Dr. Death session with VSO. And, I mean, it was it was a brutal session. I even broke the stock uh, when I smashed it off of a tree. No, that's the one you brought to uh, to yeah, it was there to Ohio. Yeah, that was post torture the thing. Yeah, it was yeah, you beat the hell out of that. Yeah, thing, man. it was all scratched up and beat up. It, was, it looked like it was melted too. Yeah, Did we you... we ran a lot of ammo through it. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it was still running, and it was still shooting good groups. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I couldn't complain. Uh, the only thing that we said that it really needed was a forward assist, and they've actually started. They're working on the engineering. Working on that. For the Ford Assist on the Faxon A-Rack 21 right now. Cool. So they do have exciting things coming. I do believe they've got a 308 platform coming out. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get them on the show this week. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty neat. I'm sure they would love to okay. talk yeah, we'll to you try, guys about we'll that. We'll try to work something out. Yeah. So, if, so if people want to uh, to find you guys on the interweb, yeah, uh, the interweb. Where, where all can they find you? Uh, we, we actually rebranded. Uh, all you have to do is type in vso gun channel that's easy and it goes right in you'll find it or you can type in gun channel so you can also type in vigilant specter ops you can or operations and, and it that'll pop up. it up too so yeah. uh we just thought it was it was just a lot to say yeah i like the vso man yeah I like so that. cutting it you, down yeah so we cut it down a little bit so it's easier to say because people it's hard to tell people what it is yeah you know so but uh, you're on youtube facebook youtube instagram. facebook instagram Twitter. I don't know how to use Twitter, but uh, apparently <laughs> Same here. Same here. there's a t- there's a tweet yeah. plot. Something going on. S- something a tickle, a tw- twickle. I don't know. Something something happens when I when I do something on any of those platforms. Twatter over there. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a twat that goes out. Yeah. Whenever I do something on any of the other other social media accounts. So You're right. If you follow the Twitter feed, I'm told anyway that <laughs> it notifies you of everything. There you go. But if not, then go to Facebook, then yeah, go to Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, follow and us and obviously, your big thing is your YouTube channel. Big, yeah, big so make YouTube. sure you go to their YouTube channel, uh, check them out. Now, you guys have a store or anything? You got shirts, patches? No, we don't do any of that stuff yet. yet. We, haven't, we haven't really set that up yet. Um, Damn, I was hoping to get one. Sorry. Uh, you'll be the first. Okay. All right? when, when they come out, you'll get one. Uh, we, cool. We're actually in the process of – we want to do that. We're actually rebranding our logo right now. I've got a few graphic designers that are working on it right now, and yeah. we're just literally waiting for them to get their crap together. Okay. Well, so. I can hook you up with somebody. Oh, uh, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. Definitely. Yeah. We have got a few concepts for some related businesses that are actually going to be coming in the coming years. Mm-hmm. We're just waiting for personnel to fall into place for those. Right. So we're branching out and doing a, doing some things that we're I'm not going to discuss right now, but they're going to be big things. They're going to be really cool things. Okay. So you're uh, going to let us know when that happens, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Okay. It'll be cool. announced on Talking Lead. Sweet. Yes. I promise. You're, you're exclusive for exclusives. Yes. Talking Lead. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Spectre, thanks for being on, buddy. Thank you for having me, man. I know you got uh, a lot more interv- or, uh, appointments to uh, to get to. Yeah, I got to um, get going like right now, actually. But we're definitely going to do some more stuff in the future. Sounds good, man. Check it, these guys out. Yes, a gun channel. Spectre, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Marty. So that was a fun time, man. That shot show. Uh, I mean, I didn't get to see a whole lot because I was doing the interviews. And from what I was hearing from everybody, there wasn't a whole lot of new innovations there this year. The people, it just seems like there was a lot more interaction and camaraderie going on at this show, uh, which is what I enjoy about going to the show is seeing everybody, getting caught up with them, learning what, you know, what they're up to, what they've been up to. And uh, it, was, it was just a good time for me, man. I had a great, great SHOT show. I, I feel SHOT show this year was like a double-edged sword 
um, I got a lot of, of work accomplished, uh, and I simultaneously got to hang out with a lot of my friends, which is what I was there to do. I go to these events to, to hang out with my friends. As far as the industry contacts and stuff like that are concerned, they're going to happen. I actually, I think this coming SHOT Show, you know, this coming January, I think I'm going to take even 2016. more. Yeah. yeah, 2016. I think I'm going to take it even farther step back because I was actually I was at a party one night with uh, with a whole bunch of people, and Eric from uh, IV8088 came up to me. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, man, you look tired. You need to have a beer. <laughs> Can I get you he's, one? <laughs> he's the one to talk because he's always uptight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And coming when when and, and and this is the context I'm talking about. When Eric says that to you, you've been working. You know, you're, you have been. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you definitely need to sit down and have a beer when he tells you you need to. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Chad, Chad's like, man, you look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got that from several people, too. Uh, I was yeah. a little frazzled. I mean, we ran into some uh, equipment issues and technical issues. And, uh, you know, that's when Zeke got, uh, he got really sick with, um, what was that he got in his leg? I don't know, but he had to go to the emergency room. So I remember that. You know, so he was out and I was scrambling to, to get the show going and keep it going and get all our interviews. Uh, I was really frazzled too, man. So, but uh, it was yeah. worth it, man. I had a great time. And, you know, the people, like you said, you know, they come up to you and try to relax you, make you feel at home. And this industry and, and our group, especially our group, man, I mean, everybody's real tight. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and that's the, like the camaraderie, the friendship sort of thing. I see I see left hand walking across the, the, the floor. I'm like, hey, you over there. Hey, don't <laughs> talk to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fate of Destiny and her her whole crew, they are workers man they'll film something and 10 minutes later they'll have it posted and and up on their site and you know ready to go but those guys that, are machines. Those, that group those those people are i tell you what exactly what you said they are just running they hard the down time. to business yeah she did that non-stop shot thing this year which was pretty cool actually i mean it was very very innovative you know literally live camera oh, that's a great around. idea Excellent idea. I wish I would have known that she was doing it so I didn't look like such an idiot and get caught out of, cut out of all the footage that she took. Um, <laughs> as far as the worker is concerned, you're, you're, you hit it right there. I mean, she's doing the interviews. She's handing it to person A, and it, it gets run up to yeah. editor. It's, and it's all it's, family. Family operated. It's her brother, her dad, uh, her sister. Uh, I don't think she was there at SHOT Show, but, yeah, I mean, they've got a fine old machine there, and it, it works for them. It is Kudos awesome. To them. It is, it is good to see it work, too. It, it's cool. And now it's time for Facts, Facts, Facts Fight, fight the, the Myth. This week, we've got a pretty good one. Actually, Spectre has a really good one. Oh, oh put me on the spot here. What are we going to do? You know oh, why? Yes. Because I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I come into the Talking Lead Show and take over. This is not good. That's right, man. No, uh, your viewership is going through the floor as we speak. Um, it's called delegation. I'm delegating this to you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Definitely only going to last a month on this show. You're like, thank God I only got one more episode. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my, my fact this, this week is, um, is talking about steel targets. If you watch VSO gun channel, you know that we shoot almost exclusively steel. Um, and I see some some okay made targets. I see some crap made targets. And I see some excellent made targets. But the one thing that they all have in common 
is that they have pretty much the same parameters that manufacturers will put out there for the distance at which you're supposed to shoot them. Sometimes they're even bad, like uh, like 50 yards for a pistol. Who's shooting a pistol at 50 yards or a rifle at 100 yards? Well, I mean, my range that I train on, actually, we only have a few areas that will actually reach 100 yards on the main range. Uh, so when we're doing the dynamic stuff, we're shooting them much, much closer than that. And what a lot of people don't realize is that that distance rating is not for safety. It's for the specification of the target. So this target is rated to take hits of 5.56 at this distance. Mm-hmm. And 5.56 is actually a really bad caliber for steel targets because it's moving so fast. Um, it pings it up a lot. Don't they also do that, like you're saying, and it's to extend the life of your product of the steel target is, is the main reason, right? Because you can put holes through those things if you know if you get too close or mm-hmm. you don't get them far enough out. Yes, that's true. Um, you're going to pit your steel a lot faster if you are shooting at closer ranges. You're going to beat them up a lot faster than if you're shooting at the rated distance. But it's far, a lot of people think it's for a safety issue. And right. you have just as much likelihood of getting hit by a piece of frag off of a steel target whether you are at the rated distance or you're at half the rated distance. And I was shooting the other day and I got hit by a piece of frag and I was a hundred plus yards away and I got hit in the head with a piece of frag. If the target is constructed properly to deflect fragmentation downwards towards the ground, safe where you want it to be, then you're going to, you're going to have just as much likelihood as getting hit with a ran- of getting hit with a random piece of frag at 100 yards as you are going to be get hit by a piece of random frag at, you know, 10 yards. Now, what happens when a, when a bullet hits a steel target is it's going to fragment in the directions that are, that are not penetrated by the, the steel. So literally you've got uh, 180 degrees uh, in the front and all three axes in front of the target that are going to get where there's going to be a flat field generated. And right. as you move out, there's a cone that's going to get wider and wider, just like a, it's just like shooting. It's a minutes of angle away from the target. You're going to get a cone and that, sh- that stuff is going to spread out. So you have the appearance, the, the, the appearancy of uh, the, the fragmentation being much more likely to hit you at close ranges because the frag field is tighter. When in reality, uh, what's going on is you are, you are just as likely to catch one of those pieces back there that, was, that had your name on it. Right. It's not a safety issue, and a lot of frag isn't going to hurt you per se. It may get your attention. But it's not likely to do bodily harm. We're going to have a video come out in the coming weeks where we're destroying some prototypes at much closer ranges with a 50 cal. And we never experienced a piece of frag uh, off of, off of that, uh, that incident. And we shot probably 20 or 30 rounds sitting there and not uh, one piece of frag. I was going to say, that's, that's going to be an awesome video. Oh, it's, it's a really cool video. Lots of chance and lots of opportunities for something to come back at us but it just thoroughly illustrates that it's it's literally random chance yeah and when you're talking about 50 cal it's probably in your best interest to uh first of all your target is going to be destroyed if you're shooting it within the rated distance uh because 
50 cal has got a lot of horsepower. Same thing with 338. You want to use those at the recommended distances for the target purposes. Um, the right. frack field, the flak field is going to be a lot larger for those rounds as well. So there's going to be a lot more material bouncing around. It is in your best interest to shoot it at the recommended distance. But as far as training is concerned, um, it's part of shooting guys. You have to understand that. That's these why you wear the protective gear that, you know, the eyes, the ears, the vest, you even know, when you're shooting the five, five, play with the five, five, six guns are dangerous. Okay. This is the underlying premise. You have to know what you're doing. You have to wear the proper safety equipment. Even if you're shooting at paper and you limp wrist your Glock, it can eject a casing into your eye. Okay. Or a piece of. Oh, not to of, mention the hot brass, you know, when you're shooting and you fall down into your shirt and <laughs> all, that all of these things. So these are all things that we experienced at one point in time. Um, you have to recognize them as, as a potential hazard and mitigate them with the safety equipment. Right. And uh, Oh, by the way, the next time you do a uh, in-depth um, testing of 50 cows, where you're going to be shooting multiple rounds like that. I better get an invite. <laughs> you got it, so that was actually a, an, an incident where uh, our target sponsor came up and actually wanted us to produce a, to produce video on some of their new targets that they were offering. And we had been, had it in the works for a long time. And to tell you the truth, it slipped my mind. I probably should have invited you because uh, that would have been awesome. Uh, but, uh, you know. It, now it, you it know next the, time. Next, next time. time. Next time I will let you know. Uh, it was a lot of fun. That video is published on Carbon TV as well. It will come down to YouTube eventually. Uh, we were testing their 50 caliber target, which is a hog of a target, man. Just absolutely awesome target. Lots of fun. Uh, you can see that video over on our carbon TV channel. All right. So last week we had, we did, we started our trivia again and it was related to one of Spectre's videos. It was, it was the, uh, Wolf performance ammunition myths dispelled. The trivia question was which machine gun is featured in that video. And we've got a winner. We had several people uh, send in their guesses but we only got one guy that got it right, and it's DevonFip at gmail.com. He emailed it to us, and he said that the light machine gun used was an IMI Negev. We also would have accepted IWI Negev. And you, Spectre, tell us you know, the difference in IMI, IWI. It's so they're, uh, they're like political or something, right? Yeah, they're different sides of the same company. So IWI is the American company. It's out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, that brings the the all of the Israeli weapons into the country. So IWI brings in all of IMI. So it's like Israeli weapons... And then the other one is Israeli military or something yes. like that, right? Yes. Okay. I, IWI is Israeli Weapon Industries. IMI oh, is... You know what? We yeah. should have used that as the trivia question. <laughs> we should have, but I have a better, I have a better trivia question. So, oh, so you, oh, you got one. Okay. Have, All right. So, so, Devin, congratulations. You're going to win something from the, uh, the secret talking lead stash. Uh, I'll get in touch with you via email. Yeah, take it away, Spectre. What's this week's trivia question? So from Big 3 East, we've been doing a lot of work with IWI as well as some, some a, a lot of other manufacturers. And there was a particular video 
where we were shooting machine guns out of a vehicle and there is another machine gun featured with an IWI Negev in one of our videos. What is that machine gun? Okay, and name the video. There you go. So you got to name the video and you've got to name that machine gun. All right, Spectre, another great show, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know I know you've been really busy. You've got uh, you know, a lot of personal things going on with your house there, getting it ready, putting it on the market. You may not want people to know that. Uh, I can edit that out if you do. No, they, they can come buy it if they want. They, they can come sell it for hey, sure. I know, a good, I know a good real estate company that could help you out with that. Uh, HG Press over at Benchmark Realty here in Tennessee, uh, the guys at HG Press, Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services, would be glad to help you with that. You can give them a call at 1-800-615-1840, extension 2222. But, uh, yeah, so um, looking forward to having you on again next week. Uh, we're going to be doing more of our, our um, Fikes to Fat the Myth or trivia questions, and uh, we'll have new exciting content for you guys. Uh, guys, I just wanted to say, uh, again, thanks for having me on the show, and uh, thanks for giving me such a warm welcome over there on all of the Talking Lead media accounts. Uh, you guys are great. I, I feel like I'm really welcome over here. Saw you guys over there on Facebook. I had to figure out how to work my Facebook, actually. Uh, but, <laughs> we're working on it. I'm getting you there. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're working on that sort of stuff. I don't really... Uh, I, I've been kind of neglecting those accounts, if you will, but I'm starting to see the value in, in Facebook, even though they don't really do a whole lot to help us uh, content creators out uh, uh, in the firearms industry. Uh, so there's but strength that's, in numbers. Yeah. There is strength in numbers. With that said, guys, remember that we are uh, collaborating with Talking Lead uh, to produce the ultimate AK-47 torture test. If you guys are capable of uh, supporting that effort, we'd greatly appreciate it. You can do that over on the VSO Patreon account, Patreon slash VSO Gun Channel. All right, guys, uh, we're wrapping up another show here, but we will definitely see you again next week. And as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer, guys. That's the best you can do? That, that, that's the twist? Yeah, I forget my line. You forgot your line? <laughs> yeah, I forgot my line. <laughs> and remember, guys, to uh, keep your friends closer. To what? No. F***ed it up. <laughs>